spending 10 years at a business for me is really important because it wasn't just oh I want to just go in take what I can and then leave and then go on to the next place I think for me it's just about trying to give opportunities to others that I've been given meet Maria Turner Maria is the client services director for Roland Ransfield she's a scouser who's built Manchester via London I wanted to bring you an episode of We Built This City with someone who's an integral part of this business at a time when we are marking our 26th year in Manchester. Maria's values sum up what I mean when I talk to you about purposeful relationships. She was part of the team that came up with our values and she lives them day in, day out. In fact, if it wasn't for a purposeful relationship, I wouldn't have met her in the first place. So, what are Maria's values and how they help to inform how we run Roland Ransfield? What impact has moving to a values-based strategy had on our business? And what was it about the community in Manchester that led Maria to settle at Roland Ransfield and feel so comfortable here? I'm Lisa Morton and this is We Built This City. Maria, thank you for joining me on We Built This City. Thank you for having me. Thank Feels you. very surreal. <laughs> well, it's a long time coming. Yeah. And you've just celebrated your 10th anniversary at Roland Ransfield. Yeah, yeah. You've big surprise party. It was. Which, yeah, couldn't believe that either. And sang Ave Maria to you. I know, I know. And you've just got married to Jacques. Which, yeah. So a lot going on, a lot of celebrations. A lot, I know. I kind of feel like... I need to, it needs to stop being about me <laughs> now. I felt really bad actually well, with the party. I was like, today. oh God, everyone's going to hate me and the team. It's like, stop talking about it. Oh no, well, it's, uh, it should be about you quite rightly. So you're on We Built This City, but you're a scouser. I know. So, but Not we, the only one to be fair. We had, we had Frank we had McKenna. Frank, we had Frank on it as well. Yeah. yeah. He's an adopted man. He is, he is, yeah. So tell me about, you're from Mosley. Mosley. Mosley right. Hill. So you're from Mosley Hill. Yeah, yeah. Mosley Hill. <laughs> Tell me about what it was like growing up. There. Mosley Hill. Yeah, gorgeous part of Liverpool. I mean, I had an amazing upbringing. Really kind of big family. Lots going on. Thing with Liverpool, everyone lives ten minutes from each other, so you get to see everyone a lot. Yeah, amazing upbringing. Really, got a massive, very close knit family. You know that because you I know do, them all. I do. I have met them <laughs> um, all at the wedding recently. You've met them all. Yeah, yeah, you've met them all. Um, all obviously very involved in each other's lives. But yeah, I had an amazing upbringing, obviously, thanks to my amazing mum and dad. Oh, well, I've met your mum and dad and they are amazing people. I can see where you get your qualities from. Um, you're yeah. still not inviting me to Aintree yet with the family from and, the country. Oh, do you know, <laughs> I think after the wedding, there's about... 90 people going to entry. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, yeah we always so, then, I know, I know. <laughs> but you were drawn to Manchester because you said that you yeah. and your mum used to come over. So, you, obviously, you came to university in Manchester, but mm. you said that even before that, you and your mum used to come over a lot on the train. Yeah, we did. Yeah, well, Manchester was kind of every time we had an inset day, school holidays, we're like, right, up that M62, <laughs> we're going to Manchester. So, it's either. Trafford Centre, that's kind of a big pull for us. And then obviously, you know, self just Harvey Nichols. We didn't have that in Liverpool (laughs) at all. (laughs) So, yeah, that was the biggest kind of pull for us. But then also when we were younger, we had kind of a group of us. And there was like one of my friends, Ashley. She lived in the same road as us growing up. And as a group, like we went to every concert that the MEN, then called the MEN Arena, did. So... Yeah, oh, so that's what I knew Manchester yeah. to be, the oh, MEN really? Arena. 
and sausages. Sausages, Harvey Nichols and the Trot <laughs> and the M62. I remember my mum didn't actually used to like driving on the motorway. Well, she she did, but she didn't like used to do like really big, long journeys. And that like felt like quite a long journey at the time. Whereas now I think I did that commute for what, seven years? Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. My goodness me. Yeah. So was Manchester University the obvious choice because of that, would you say? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And also for me, massive home bird. Mm. So it kind of felt like I knew Manchester a bit. The people are quite similar. And also I was kind of, you know, 40 minutes from home really. So, but also amazing city. And then obviously when I came to see, you know, the university digs, mm. if we want to call them that, I, um, yeah, just kind of felt drawn to Manchester. So do you, do I knew quite a few coming? people, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I knew quite quite a few people that had been to Manchester University as well at the time. Yeah. So heard their stories and um, yeah, so... And so what was it like then? So that was like, what, 13-ish years ago when you oh first came? Word, what, yeah. Where did you used to <gasps> hang out? What was I actually remember current? it. I remember the first day that we moved in. <laughs> Classic Scouser, obviously, like had my outfit planned for ages. And I remember the outfit. You think like no one turns up to you. <laughs> oh, the moving in outfit for moving, I actually really remember it. Oh and it was these like, I don't know where I've got, obviously stiletto boots, which obviously <laughs> I've worn for my entire life. Not so much in the past <laughs> few years. And they had these tassels on them, <laughs> on the bottom. And I was like, everyone turns up, you know, like from London in the like sweat. This, I'm not like trying to stereotype people here, but sweatpants, like messy hair. And I had like ski- the tightest black skinny jeans you've ever seen, probably. Stiletto frayed boots <laughs> and some sort of T-shirt. So obviously you can imagine I wasn't carrying my own boxes. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, at your wedding, one of the best men said that when Jacques met you, the first time he clapped eyes on you, you were in the canteen carrying a tray in a, a shiny blue Adidas skin tight oh tracksuit and massive I gold know. hoops <laughs> so you obviously had your garb obvious. going on yeah it's very obvious <laughs> as a northerner so just going on to Genuinely. those boots then yeah when we moved offices from Portland Street oh our God, first big move you were on holiday I know and I called Dunked you it. and I went what shall I do with these boots? And there's been like 12 pairs of five-inch stiletto platform boots. <gasps> they used to schlep from Liverpool every day and walk around town. I know. I don't what? know how I did it. Do you remember those patchwork ones? <laughs> I know, I do actually remember them. I think I remember that day and then Nina obviously kept, used to come into the office and I was going, I think I was going shopping with Nina at lunchtime. I thought, oh God, I've only got the patchwork boots. I'm going to have to walk around town in them. So yeah. That was not anymore. Literally, I not, can't believe not you did anymore. that. Not anymore. Now we're but in trainers, you did get high Yeah, that was my transitional <laughs> period. <laughs> Didn't go cold turkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh I don't know how my feet lasted that long in those boots, to be honest. But. So, your mum and dad. Yeah. Diamonds. Yeah, amazing Amazing people. people. Mm. Um, and I, f- I feel like I've known them since you first started working with us. I, I met them early yeah. on and obviously spent some time at the wedding. Yeah. What, you know, how influential were they in terms of, you know, you growing up and your outlook on life and what have you got from them, would you say? People always say every time I try and talk about mum and dad, I get like emotional. I'm not going to get emotional today, but they are just like just the greatest people I've ever met, to be honest. Just, yeah, would do anything for you. Kind of really were very much wanted us to succeed, gave us everything we could, you know, to possibly make that happen. But I remember obviously when I got this opportunity and for me, it was still living at home and commuting to Manchester every day. Um and my dad was like, you've got to do that to, you know, make a success of it. And you've been given this opportunity. Obviously, I'm sure we'll come on to how we met. Um, 
but I think that when you get that drive and determination from your family mm-hmm. and also they did anything that they could you know in terms of helping financially when you're kind of coming out of university in that sense mm-hmm. um to make me be able to come on this path really mm-hmm. so and the grafters they they are grafters they, they are grafters mm-hmm. yeah and they've just got like the most amazing like relationship mm-hmm. um yeah just mm-hmm. I'm in awe of them to be honest Aww. I know they adopt me <laughs> They probably would. And what's it, Michael? You're close to your brother. Michael, yeah, very close, very close, Michael. Yeah, I think we've just we've just got a really close knit family. Like we've got a family WhatsApp group. Obviously, like a lot of people do. But every morning I wake up to a text from my mum. Oh, I know, I know. It's like the cutest thing ever. I know. Like, hi, babe. Have a good day. Of or something of that sense. And for me, like if I've not had it, I'm like, hello, say, where yeah. are you? By, yeah, yeah. you know, 10 o'clock, mm. 10, 11 o'clock. Um, but yeah, no, they're brilliant. And they're obviously, you know, they're retired now. And like, every time you ring them, there's a story. Like yeah. they don't, they've always, can't just go out like normal <laughs> people and just, there's always like a funny story, always something that's happened. So yeah. Oh. It's probably worth at this point um, explaining to listeners how you arrived yeah. literally at our doorstep over <laughs> 10 years ago and we talk about purposeful relationships at Roland Transfield and none more so than this so we had um, a client called Bill Doherty mm-hmm. who was a client at um, Hill Dickinson amazing law firm in Liverpool Manchester yeah. and he asked one day phoned me up and he said would you mind talking to my friend's daughter she's a really good girl and can she come and do some work experience with you so he said yeah I think, did you come the day after you graduated or something? I mean, you didn't yeah. faff around going travelling, you were no, straight in. No, straight in, straight in. I actually remember thinking about this the other day. I had an, like an interview, it wasn't an interview, but an interview for work experience. And it was um, Claire Coyne at the time, who we've actually oh, just, just bumped into, her. really yeah. strange. And I remember the, basically the only one question she asked me was, can you drive? <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with it? but I still like remember exactly what I wore to that obviously went over the top on that outfit as well as you can imagine I remember I had this like like obviously a trench coat you know when you kind of think that's like this really tightly belted yeah probably really tightly belted and I had these like they almost looked like loafers but that had had a stiletto stick stuck (laughs) on the bottom of them I really remember I them. Think I remember Do you? Them. Yeah, I remember them. They were like a that was your tan colour. Nod to the work. Yeah, I know. So funny. And then I had this like um, blue cobalt bag again with fringes. Where's the fringe? Where's the fringes come? You had a fringe from? bag. I remember you had a fringe bag yeah, for a long yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and that time we were literally in the depths yeah. of the recession. I mean, COVID crisis did not even compare even though it affected us as you know you're involved in all of that yeah to how long and brutal that recession was so we were on our arse it was like in those days when you wrote checks out balancing checks for checks and so we didn't have a job for you but I knew as soon as you'd arrived Mm. I mean Claire obviously sniffed you out and then we'd like as soon as you're in there (laughs) I could drive so I was in (laughs) and there was you know immediately immediately you know you recognize somebody that is a standout a star and a really lovely person. So th- I didn't want to let you go, but we had literally no opportunity mm. for you to, um, for a job. No. So, but you won't leave. <laughs> Still won't. No, exactly. <laughs> no, I remember Bill, we were at, um, so Bill Doherty's obviously a good family friend of yeah. ours. Um, and he was obviously very successful himself. So he was kind of trying to, not give us career advice but just remember he came around to mum and dad's one t- one night and he said what are you gonna do next 
And I was kind of like, oh, don't, don't know, don't know. And he went, you need to meet Lisa. It's like, who's Lisa Morton? I was like, who's Lisa? Anyway, he got his phone out. He had showed us a picture. And then still to this day, I was like, how did you... in those days. I know, I think it, I think it was a Blackberry. Oh, Blackberry. And uh, I remember it was the picture that you had as your LinkedIn picture for ages. And it was like you had a blue top on or something. Oh, anyway, God. the vivid memory. <laughs> and then he was like, All right, I'm going to speak to Lisa for you. And then, yeah. Rest is and then you were in, and then I saw him at the wedding, and they said, "I owe you a very, very big drink." Yeah, <laughs> it was the best he always says he needs his recruitment fee. <laughs> I know exactly. I don't think I could afford <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. It was the best introduction I think ever been made. Quite yeah. honestly, and likewise, just oh, it's been it's been an amazing ten years, and a lot of iterations, and a lot a of lot, change, yeah. and a lot of things um, in, that have gone on in that time. But I was only thinking last night that thinking about you getting on that train, you were in the office before anybody that even lived in the city centre <laughs> from Liverpool, rain, mm. shine, in those boots. Um, and fortunately, we were able to give you a job. But when yeah. we were chatting, we had a work experience person in recently and he was aghast oh that you God. did consider working for a couple of months without being He was paid. a big character, to be <laughs> fair. Yeah, he was a yeah. very big character. But yeah. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, so why did you do that? I think for me, I'd come out of university and I was so ready to to work I didn't really have that kind of traveling mindset I'd lived abroad for a year anyway mm. as part of my degree yeah. so I really have that as kind of that was never within my plan really and I think for me I just loved like the hustle and bustle mm. of actually being in a business that was doing really exciting things although I actually remember my first job was probably just kind of a big research piece and I kind of didn't have a clue what I was doing but <laughs> I think for me I was learning stuff every day there was like big characters around me that I could tell knew exactly what they were doing and had kind of developed careers for themselves in a really exciting business I thought we clicked straight away mm. and I was kind of like oh my word like this <laughs> who is this woman um and yeah I think for me I was just ready to ready to graft I loved the fact that I could come over to Manchester as well and I was seeing a completely different side of Manchester than I had previously because university was you know the Curry Mile fallow field and then when we went out on university it was Deansgate Locks Mm. I remember you had Scott Thomas (laughs) on the um, podcast a few months ago and he was saying the same that was kind of you know where you went and I didn't really know, you know, definitely didn't know spinning fields, didn't really know the northern quarter or kind of anywhere in and around Manchester. So that was really exciting for me. And I was just, I just wanted to learn and wanted to learn about business and like the real world, basically. I think my mum and dad, they were always quite, um, they're very like real as people. Mm. I'm sure you'll know that. And I think they were kind of like, you won't understand until you actually get into business, get into an office life, understand what actual nine to five is mm. because it's not actually nine to five it's you, <laughs> you know seven till yeah. 11 or whatever yeah. it is or when I was in an uber back down oh, the yeah. uh, m62 at midnight after still, being out still in at eight o'clock the next day yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you were somebody who always struck me the sense of um and one of the values that we have is sweep the sheds so no mm. jobs too small mm-hmm. so you never have ever turned you know you've never kind of said well this is as I've gone through the business well I don't do that anymore because I got this title yeah no um and so I really feel that about today and also as going back to the pandemic you know talking about leadership that's a point where you because we had to restructure the business where you massively stepped up so how did you find that because we were all pretty frightened at that point weren't we those early days oh god yeah I mean I think 
and we had some kind of quite scary phone calls and mm. I remember kind of a couple of those and it yeah. was you know one by one having those awkward oh. client calls and I think for me that was I was in London at the time so I think again we were at a distance yeah. and we were trying to you know manage the team keep morale high um but also obviously manage and be sympathetic to obviously what our clients were going mm. through as well at the time so yeah it was really difficult I mean we had some yeah scary times didn't we but I think you know like you say obviously we had the values mm. big big part of how we got through that time in in the business and I think you look at where we are now mm. the business does look different it looks and obviously it's been through so many iterations since I've been here but it looks massively different mm. now as a reflection of of COVID and obviously what we kind of did throughout that yeah. Um, you know, obviously the podcast being one. Yeah, true. Crazy when you think about with plans to launch the podcast and big yeah. event and then actually then you got the flip the lid and yeah, yeah had to, to diversify. With a duvet exactly. on our head. Exactly. Um but when you kind of you've always since you were you're twenty two coming to Roland Transfield mm. have had that innate ability to have empathy for people, understand where they may be at yeah. and as a result you've built relationships and that, that have stood the test of time you're somebody I feel who can deal with difficult situations without them ever becoming personal so so I don't know how you, you've got I mean and I thank goodness I've had you you know around because particularly at that time you're a huge help but what do you think that is I mean what's important to you about how you build a relationship and nurture it and what would you expect back from somebody in a reciprocal way yeah I mean I think thank you first of all that's re- actually <laughs> that's really kind and I, yeah um I've never actually properly thought about it like that but I think I think for me especially something like COVID everyone's was fighting their own battle so obviously we had our own battle as a business but also obviously personally everyone's family situation was different um but also you know with our clients this was the same and obviously the team so I think for me I, I do always kind of take a step back and probably think about the person first I think that's probably something that's come through from my upbringing maybe um I mean for me our relationship's been a massive one in my life I mean we've known each other for 10 years now which is like mm. obviously nearly a third of my life which is <laughs> god crazy not mine, unfortunately. <laughs> um but I think and I think for me as well probably at the time when we first met I probably you wouldn't have thought that we'd have developed this you know, long-term relationship. Mm. I didn't really understand what was, I was, didn't have a plan. I'll come into Roland Transfield and just refuse to leave. That was, that, <laughs> despite what some people think, that was never the plan. Um, but, you know, we've developed a massive, you know, really strong relationship and it's such an important one for me, mm. you know, in my life. But also I think for me, during COVID, I was, Roland Transfield is your baby. You'd had, you've had it for 26 years. I think for me, I was kind of thinking, you're going to have a load of things on your plate that I need to come in and kind of almost be that not rational person, but also almost try and because for you, it must be really difficult to try and not take things personally mm-hmm. sometimes. And I think for me, I just wanted to be that, you know, support system really, because you were 
<laughs> you really were. <laughs> yeah, you were, and you have been, and, and that's you know that's where um, I think it doesn't matter sometimes. You know, if there's an age difference, it's just how, yeah, or just that we're not necessarily the similar people. Well, we no, are probably, yeah. but we're different, and and that that works. That works. For you sure. pulled me off some ceilings in <laughs> in your time. That's for sure. And you're always like this voice of reason. Do you ever <gasps> get sure like when I you put that, that phone? Do you ever like go and smack your head out the window or anything like that when you've been on the phone to anybody? You never <laughs> seem to lose your rag at all. Yeah. I just, I just don't know if I've got that in me to be really like, Jack always says the same, actually, to be fair. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just actually lose it one day. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think no, it'll I think, No, I've just got to be, you know, an, an air of calm. Try, yeah, try yeah, to yeah. be. Jack said that in his, like, my mum's probably, my mum and dad are also polar opposites. My dad's like the, an air of calm and my mum's kind of probably a bit more... Mm you know leads with their heart and yeah. kind of you know speaks her mind a bit more so I think I've probably got a balance of the two hopefully yeah hopefully. a good balance um and then obviously that moment when you came to me to say that you were having to follow your heart and your and Jacques down to London yeah. um and I remember because we were about to promote you and, and restructure the team yeah. and then you went can I have a word and I just I thought know. this is going to be the worst worst conversation she's leaving I remember we went I met you straight at the Science and Industry Museum yeah. didn't we and yeah. then you said you were going and and I nearly fell off my chair I knew it was coming yeah and I was happy for you yeah I think because I've always I've been around so many times where you've where you get those you've got those text messages at 8 a.m. Can I have a word? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I really don't want to be that person because I know that kind of lump in the in your, you know, stomach yeah. that you get when you receive those messages because of being there. So I was like, I really don't want to be that person. So like, how am I going to do this? But then I thought, right, I've got, I can't go in the office and then pull you out of the office. So, yeah. But I think we were both crying, weren't we? we were. Yeah. Science and Industry Museum, half eight. I know. And you know, when I look back on that, my immediate reaction was, I'm, you know, I'm devastated, yeah. but, you know, I'll be here to support you. Yeah. And I think I was so preoccupied with the devastation that <laughs> I wasn't going <laughs> to sit next to you and eat your Warburton sliced bread every day um, and your sweets. It, we'd had an ambition to open in London. Yeah, and it was only when I went to Liverpool for a meeting and I was driving back and I thought, I oh, I've missed the point here. And then I, and I called you. Yeah. Um, and then we were planning the business the next day weren't I know, we crazy yeah. thinking about it mm. I mean I think because I think for me it was obviously such a big decision and I was never going into it asking you know for that it's such a massive mm. decision and a massive kind of risk I suppose for you and obviously for the business um but yeah I remember getting that phone call I think it was like four o'clock and you were like right <laughs> I know. I just I think where I was at You're, the time yeah, yeah. um and then I think we were back in what was it great John Street yeah. the next morning yeah mapping, it all, mapping out. it all out and thinking right how can this actually work and you know what we didn't know that was 2019 November-ish yeah. we launched it was, yeah. it was early that we made the decision but you, you know you couldn't and obviously a lot of our clients are headquartered yeah. in London anyway so but we had no idea at that point that the whole remote thing would actually would mean that it doesn't matter where you're working from now mm, I know so it has it's, it's actually worked really really well yeah, hasn't it I know I moved in with Jacques and then basically had to work opposite him for I know three months I know <laughs> I don't think we expected not that at all no, no. And London is a much different place in yeah. terms of that relationship building. Has it made you realise like how good we are mm -hmm. at those relationships in Manchester? What that network's like here? Yeah, massively. Mm -hmm. And everyone you 
go everyone in London says exactly the same mm. and but the other thing is with Jazz Dine in London had a client come down um last week the guys at Co-op Live who were working with and they said exactly the same they said mm. we can't believe how quickly we've become kind of you know integrated into Manchester and we know all the right people they've come from London and said there's absolutely no chance you'd be able to do that in London yeah. obviously because there just isn't mm. yeah people aren't as nosy I suppose are they no yeah that's very true <laughs> yeah. also in that particular case that was a London-based client that we London, worked with yeah. in Manchester but mm. I don't think we'd have got to know that person as well had we not met them when they launched exactly. Barry's in, in yeah. Manchester exactly yeah exactly so yeah I mean it's an it's a really interesting one for me I mean I think and that's where I think Liverpool's the same from mm. a relationships perspective and from a you know everybody knows everybody yeah. um Bill obviously being the primary example and you know Hill Dickinson also being the primary example but I think that's kind of probably been instilled in me in terms of from a relationships perspective mm. you know like from a very young age mom and dad have got a load of friends load of you know there's always something going on my mum's like the ultimate neighbor you know <laughs> oh, my oh God. I mean well, you know, tell me what that means it's just like every time I go back oh your mother's out um dropping apples around the neighbors oh, you know just that type of yeah anytime there's a an event she's out there you oh, know so nice. we got a wedding card the other day and it came through the door and I knew it was my mum's writing on as the address but not on the not mm. as our names opened it from leslie and john shaq's like who is leslie and john <laughs> mom who is leslie and john oh they live on number 18 or whatever oh, road. I was like, you a card. yeah that's so funny yeah. and would you say like in manchester you've yeah. made lots and lots of amazing connections and yeah. it's irrelevant that you're you, you know kind of based in london i think there's so many people who are very happy to be in your network like this bit you build those relationships and everyone wants to be around you and gravitates towards you who do you think of any like standout relationships across GM that you think you know you you've created while you've been here that have been important to you oh god so many that's yeah. really difficult um I think for me with the surprise party there's so mm. many faces that turned up I was like ah! yeah. <laughs> screaming the whole time um god there's so many I mean, obviously, biggest one is you, oh, for sure. I didn't say it for that reason. No, I know, I know, <laughs> but I can't not say that. Um, obviously, got a friend for life now, and, you know, Definitely. there's no way you wouldn't have been at that wedding. Um, obviously, got to mention Elle yeah. in our team. Obviously, love the whole team, but I think Elle, we've worked together, obviously, in two iterations of Rolling Transfield. She came back, mm -hmm. we got her back. Yeah. She's, a, you know, a huge friend of mine now and kind of, you know going to well, be brilliant mentored, yeah, yeah yeah well I tried to um and I think she's going to be you know integral for the business going forward um other relationships I mean obviously the guys at downtown have been a big one for me obviously gravitating towards Frank and Chris yeah. being scousers yeah. um and I think they've really helped me settle into London as well so seeing how those relationships can travel as well mm. Well, um, you just won the um, chief execs award didn't you and Frank presented that that's amazing yeah couldn't quite believe that either thank you frank um so that was a big one for me obviously got to mention siobhan yes siobhan Carrie johnston, Bradshaw Bradshaw manchester. <laughs> another podcast guest she's been a big one for me i mean i think we met you know all those years back in neighborhood um and i think she's been integral to mm. both of our lives really since that point um obviously she's also still comments she, on the business doesn't she she, 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 she MD, gives us some uh, yeah, <laughs> strategic advice but you're always welcome and you mentioned like neighborhood there i mean some of the neighborhood, places like have been like 
haunts for Roland Johnsville mm. on a Friday night early dark, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, that was a, the amount of plans that we've made in neighbourhood that started off being sensible at five o'clock and then <gasps> 11 o'clock we were falling out. The, the amount of rosé we've drank in neighbourhood, <laughs> yeah. I think that's more the uh, thing. Yeah, neighbourhood was a big one for us. And there was probably like a big, you know, crew of us yeah. that used to go to neighbourhood yeah. as well, wasn't there? Yeah. But we were in there a lot of the time it was a client so it was kind of at the time they were a client so um yeah Ashley Williams again probably another big relationship we've done a lot of work with Ashley spoke with him yesterday um still coming to us for projects um but neighborhood was quite a big one for Mm. us as well I think that was the start of us going into not the start but it was quite quite a big name for us when we started doing more of the hospitality Mm. side of things it was also probably one of the first accounts where I was kind of leading it mm. right the way through obviously with support from the wider team so you know that was a big one for us and I think yeah it used to be the you used to just skip drank coffee I drank coffee in there though I, I think we did to be fair yeah I think we did I know but um yeah that was a big haunt it, for it us it was a great place and hell spinning fields working on the yeah, spinning fields and being amazing mm. Mm. and then like what I love about Roland Johnsonville 26 years is, is the alumni and like yeah. we've literally got people who've been at various iterations of yeah. the company over the years have become friends for life and bizarrely we've just had a meeting in the Midland before this and Claire Coyne who's with us yeah. like Claire Coyne joined when Nina was I just had Nina okay. and Kate and so and you're you've got friendships haven't you that oh, have, God, where people yeah. have moved on and gone on to different things and yeah, it's really absolutely. amazing to see absolutely I mean there's been some amazing people that have been through those doors mm. obviously still to the day now yeah can't got to mention Icons. Shay who um <laughs> yeah, DJ'd Shay. the wedding <gasps> poor Shay personal relationship yeah. Shay is here <laughs> thrown into the mix at the wedding he can't remember leaving that do I tell you <laughs> <laughs> do you know what though there's everyone now like they don't even mention the wedding no other guest just slim slim share slim that's yeah slim so um uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think we, he lifted my cred credentials to be fair <laughs> we used to listen to what maria's wedding um, playlist every day in the office when you every God, day yeah it's brilliant. Like ingrained now brilliant but no some been some brilliant people some very funny moments adam moss absolute character can't not mention karaoke him. at christmas with adam. karaoke at christmas <laughs> sam hughes worked with sam for years and obviously sam was a big yeah. um you know support again during lockdown and getting us through those years yeah we've had some fun times had some fun times when we set the podcast up it was about you know values legacy yeah. and and relationships and I suppose that's why it was important to me because we've done that massive piece of work in 2018 around mm-hmm. values and which changed the business yeah massively and Chris Brindley shout out to Chris who yeah, worked with us on that amazing when you talk about relationships <laughs> yeah. and people that have been influential Chris Brindley massively yeah. Yeah. huge and you were the youngest person yeah. in the management team then mm-hmm. weren't you so yeah. and obviously it was really important for us to bring you into that because yeah. I know I knew that you had the values I wanted to really amplify yeah so what was that experience like for you yeah because that was my first basically like management meeting mm. essentially wasn't it mm. I mean, obviously we kind of took over Oxford Court which is now our yeah. um, lovely new home <laughs> um, and obviously Chris Brindley came in and again weirdly Chris Brindley knew Bill Doherty yes. <laughs> so obviously start, yeah. started off with that conversation um, but straight away I was kind of like mind blown with Chris um, because I knew that he was going to massively challenge us in that session. And for me, it was quite, I've kind of not, not, never really been part of those conversations up until that point. So, yeah, it was a big eye-opener for me. And I think, yeah, he challenged us, didn't he, Chris? And 
It's uncomfortable. Got, it was it? uncomfortable mm. at times, but I think you you kind of got to go through that, haven't you, to get where you want to get to. Massively important session. Could you have imagined at that time that that work that we did and the changes we made then would have been so vitally important to us? I mean, I think going into it, I probably didn't expect it to, mm. like you say, change the kind of makeup of the team, mm. but it ha- absolutely did that. Mm. But obviously, you know, always for the better. Mm. That was the whole point of doing it. And I think for me, I was going into it thinking this is actually really refreshing because it's kind of clean clean slate for the business, really. That was the whole point of it. Mm. And developing something that wasn't just, like you said, you're coming in, this is my business, this mm. is how you're going to, these are the values you all have to, you know, take on board. It was very much kind of developed across the team. So, yeah, it was kind of, I loved being part of that process. Mm it really came to play through COVID, didn't it? Because yeah. we were able to, you know, some people who work for companies mm. have they lost sight of who they were working for, yeah. whereas those values kept us going. I yeah, think. without a doubt. And I think we've probably never worked harder than No, we didn't have any suntans, did we? We didn't, no, We did have a few cocktails, but not in the day, in yeah, the garden. Few co- yeah, a few cocktails, <laughs> a few glasses of rosé. But mm. I think it was kind of, because we always knew where we wanted to get to yeah. through COVID, so... And everyone within the team at that time kind of was massively on the same page. Mm. Um, obviously, we still still bring it into the new t- you know the new team members as well to this yeah. day, and obviously to clients. Clients always mention it, and obviously always mention it in client meetings as well. So it's massively massively mm. important to us as a business. And we have Champions League every month. Champions League every which month. You often really you, you've won but then you won't <laughs> accept the award <laughs> so no. although honors honors yeah honors here today as well and she um very deservedly won that for her first month yeah Dansfield. she smashed it absolutely i was thinking do you remember when we did the um another shout out damien yes. demo oh, when yeah. we did the um what's it called the champions, champions league. league so we yeah Final. decided to get all these videos from clients <laughs> very very funny um we did the champions league didn't we yeah. so very funny and on, on that the back day of us introducing those values then mm. we actually um grew the business by with 40 percent and we yeah. had our most successful year after didn't we ever yeah. and then covid hit but then bizarrely even though we, it did fall off a cliff those values yeah absolutely i think as well we we took on different projects because of those mm. values people come to us because of those with projects that we probably yeah. would never have ever mm got involved in and I think people come to us now certainly and they start with relationships whereas they probably previously I won't need a PR strategy or I need a social media strategy now we're getting the bigger companies coming to us and saying we need an engagement strategy and you know how do we do it so yeah and I love getting involved in those projects we've worked on some big ones over the past couple of years yeah it's so great it's been like you say it's been a different completely different experience hasn't it for the Mm. company so which is your favorite value oh god I, I always either say, obviously, number two, no dickheads. Yeah. Can we say that on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Most people um, say that one. Yeah. Um, just because, yes, yeah, such an important one for us. And we've kind of, obviously, as we know, we've been in that position a, a few times and where we've had, you know, walked away from certain situations. I think that's really important. And then the other one for me is leaders create leaders. Again, I never like to dictate I've got that type of personality. I'd never walk in and go, you need to do this and start pointing the finger. Shay and Anna might see that. Shay and Anna might see differently, actually. So we've heard they're probably like, Um, and I think for me, I'm learning from everyone still. Everyone in the team has got, you know, an opinion, a valid opinion, valid ways of doing things. And I think for us, that's a big thing for me is making sure that we empower Mm. the younger team members to come and have a voice and actually lead, lead the way. Mm. 
you definitely do. I was that. definitely allowed to do that. So yeah, I want to make sure that that's part of my legacy at our day mm. to make sure that we, you know, encourage others to be able to do the same. Mm. Well, you, you're doing a really great job of that. And are there any moments over the years that kind of really stand out for you in the last 10 years that were fun or that we kind of... God. Uh, or where we did something that was that in line with the values in that you look back values. on? Well, well, the time we ended up at Sissy Road Inn. <laughs> the Christmas do. <laughs> the Christmas do that the wasn't Christmas the Christmas do. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a big one for us. So obviously, the story there is we got a massive opportunity to pitch for the St. Michael's scheme in Manchester, obviously part of Relentless's scheme. Um, I know you've had Gary um, Neville on the podcast as well. So amazing, huge transformational scheme for Manchester. And for us, that was kind of, there was no way we were not yeah. going to try and win that scheme. Big, you know, property scheme, our bread and butter. We absolutely wanted to work on that scheme for Manchester. But I think it came in. We always get used to get a Christmas pitch, didn't we? Yeah. And it come in, but it needed a really, really quick turnaround. Um, so we all kind of pulled together as a team. It was coming in and we needed on our Christmas do day, the one that we had planned in, which is probably, what was it, San Carlo or something? Yeah. Um, San Carlo and Neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> um, so we decided as a team that, look, we'll scrap the Christmas do, work on this pitch, and then we'll go out afterwards. Um, so we did that. We knuckled down, got the pitch done, and then the Christmas do ended up <laughs> us in the city road in, if anyone knows it, um, <laughs> doing karaoke. Very, what very funny night. night. Yeah, and that's the night where somebody, when I look around, Bernie, who was our oh, office man at the time, was, was yeah. coming back through the pub door from outside with loads of bags and coats. And somebody tried to nick all our coats and bags oh, while we were singing word. on the stage, I... and she had a fight with them. And she's about four foot eleven. <gasps> oh, she God. is. We've got a shout out, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. She was Bernie brilliant. MBE. Bernadette yeah. Young MBA. Yeah, mm. she was amazing. You did not mess with Bernie, I tell you now. Um, but yeah, no, but anyone would recommend that. We tried to do it again the second year because we loved City Road in that much. We need to, we need to incorporate that into yeah, this year somehow. it's very, very funny. <laughs> That's where Adam Moss, I think, first got on the mic and sang, um, was it Aerosmith? don't know. Yeah. He always does Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, ha- it might be in Hallelujah. <laughs> Wasn't quite the uh, clientele for Hallelujah. <laughs> Adam Moss style. <laughs> we do like a good karaoke, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. Time. We um, and so anything, like looking back over the past 10 years, what mm. I've been saying, we used to do Friday in the Oxnoble, Martha Moore, Pits and Peaks. So yeah. what are your Pits and Peaks? Oh, okay. Um, so Pit, I'd probably say... Obviously, the times through COVID, because the wear times were as like, oh, mm. yeah. Even I probably got nearly nearly to the point of, um, mm. yeah, being very nervous. Mm. So that's probably a big one. Either that or having to send you that 8 a.m. text message. Can we have a word? <laughs> yeah, listen, COVID is way worse than that. <laughs> I think for me, they'll probably build yeah. that up massively. Yeah. Um, peak, I think being able to go and launch London yeah that amazing. was huge amazing i remember that day and we did the um yeah we took over one of the D restaurants didn't we to do some filming and that was like a big pinch me moment yeah. for me yeah. and seeing like the press st- coverage coming out that was a big one god how many peaks can i have got the ivy launch <laughs> yeah 20 stories oh launch gosh, yeah. those 
those nights were pretty special. Yeah, the Ivy launch, which we, I mean, how many people were in that night? I don't know where they all God, came from. Yeah. That was a special night. And then 20 Stories 20 was like stories. a snowstorm. <gasps> so we thought everyone's going to yeah. be on the roof terrace. That we? was, yeah. That was an amazing one for me because it was probably, Spinning Fields was like kicking off big time. We were working a lot in Spinning Fields. We got the opportunity to pitch for D&D um, London, which was such a big mm big one for us we were already working with Schroders on number one spinning fields that was obviously a big project for us and this was the big you know restaurant going in the top um so I actually really remember that pitch yeah I do yeah met like some amazing people Tiffany Bria obviously Becky Wilkes who would work with previously at Manchester House um and obviously winning that I think for me was a big one Mm, yeah I loved working on that that Trevor Nelson DJ'd as well. And Clint. I know. It was a great night. Should have been Slim Shay. <laughs> Next time. Next You've time. got our own resident DJ now. Yeah. We don't need to bring anyone else in. <laughs> right, okay. So I'm going to ask you some quick fire Manchester questions. Okay. Favourite other swim, which is Scouser working in Manchester, if you don't know? Ooh. I've got to say Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Frank McKenna. <laughs> just to, oh, just to, to do that for Frank. Yeah. Um, Favourite Manchester expression, and you've got to say it in a Manc accent. Um, prob- oh, I can't do the accent. <laughs> Probably our kid. Our kid. But because that, because Michael calls me our kid. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Even though he's a scouser. Even though he's a scouser. So I don't know if that's like a... Oh. We need to trans- look into that. Transferable. I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know that. What do you order at the chippy? Fish and chips, keep it simple. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what does Liverpool have that Manchester should think about getting? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, a waterfront? Mm, everything but a beach. It's pretty special, the it docks. Is. There's yeah. no doubt. I absolutely love the docks. Yeah, it is. I do love it down there. Um, yeah, seagulls rather than pigeons. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What is it, the duck boat? Maybe one of those oh as well. Oh my God, are they so... I've never actually been no, on one of those, to no. be fair. This, do you know that one, that one sank? Yeah. So it was like a yeah. bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, what do you miss about Manchester when you're in London? The people and the team, mm. for sure. Oh. Yeah. And um, we normally only ask five, but I'm going to ask you six. And are you coming back home ever, or have you lost you? For course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. I'll be back. We'll be back, for sure. <laughs> And just last year, you touched on legacy before, but how important is it for you to create legacy and kind of what do you want yours to be? And don't just mean at Roland Dransville, but I mean, I mean in life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, massively important for me. I think spending 10 years at a business for me is really important because it wasn't just, oh, I want to just go in, take what I can and then leave and then go on to the next place. You know, absolutely no, nothing wrong in, in doing that and kind of, you know, having different experiences. But I think for me, the way I've been able to, you know, learn so much of Roland Dransfield. Hopefully, hopefully, I've got a legacy at Roland Dransfield. Obviously, setting up London, um, but also relationships. I mean, my, our relationships are big. Legacy piece is a massive thing that I'll take from Roland Dransfield. Um, in life, oh, um, I think for me, it's just about kind of like trying to give opportunities to others that I've been given. I mean. I've had a massive opportunity to be able to go and 
take a business down to London after being within that business for six or seven years, still having the opportunity to come back and forth and expand and work on, you know, projects, but also build the team as well alongside yourself. You give me a massive amount of um, work. (laughs) Work. I was going to say, I was going to (laughs) say that, but I was going to say no support, but also kind of freedom as well to be able to make decisions and, you know, work alongside you, which I think for me, I probably have never dreamed of in the past 10 years. And I think that for me is a big legacy to make sure that I can continue developing you know, what we've already created. Oh, that's lovely. Well, you know, thanks from me and thanks from the whole team at Roland Transport and thanks from Manchester because you've had a <laughs> massive impact on so many people and so many projects in the city, Maria. Thank you. Get emotional. Do. And uh, kind of think about, like, literally when you first started. I know. I had to go and do a pitch and you taught Nina to Primark no. um, and for hot chocolate. And that's the Midland where we just in bizarrely just been I know, to the Midland before. Been I was just thinking day. about that. Um, and then she was at your wedding I know. a few weeks ago. So you are a genius at making relationships and making people feel loved oh, and cared you. for. So thank you so much for helping us build this city. Thank you. I feel so privileged. Thank <laughs> you so much. Maria Turner built this city by commuting every day from Liverpool in five-inch heels, by being a champion that does extra always, and by turning up at Roland Dransfield 10 years ago and refusing to leave. On the next episode of We Built This City, you'll hear from another amazing born, bred or adopted Manc. That episode will be available on the 10th of November. If you want to find out more about how Roland Dransfield can help you drive your values and create relationships that build your business success, then head over to rdpr.co.uk. Or you can find us on Instagram at Roland Dransfield or Twitter at RDPR Tweets. Or feel free to give us a call at the office on the same number we've had for 26 years, on 0161 236 1122. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review and follow We Built This City. Thank you.